Imperfectly Planted. Good morning, Daphne. Good morning, Bessemay. How are you? I'm good. Well, on this podcast, we have the pleasure of speaking with amazing individuals worldwide to learn more about the benefits of healthy living. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you're a part of the Perfectly Planted community, we want to thank you for spending time with us again, and we hope you enjoy today's conversation. Daphne, this conversation is very special to me. So I want to, first of all, welcome all of our listeners again. Thank you all, as I said before. Um, I know you've been traveling this week. And uh, you've been busy. You've been busy. Very busy. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm doing great, Bessemate. Thank you. Yes, I was traveling last last week or this week, and but I'm back home and um, life is always busy. It's good to be busy. Otherwise, you might be a little bored, right? I mean... Uh... I no. will never say I'm bored. <laughs> no, you won't ever say you're bored because you're always busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daphne, I, this is a very special episode for me because we get to learn more about your world and the impact you have on others as a coach, as a community leader. Um, and so we are going to be talking more about your uh, journey with the vegan gym. And I know you're a vegan superhero and there's a vegan superhero academy. So wanting to learn a little bit more about that, because I think that on previous episodes, we've talked about how, you know, people want to start to adopt a more plant-based lifestyle. How do they get started? And some, this is an amazing program. So um, tell us a little bit about it. Oh, I, I have a feeling we're going to end up making this a two-part conversation because I could talk on this topic for hours. So yes, I joined the Vegan Gym uh, last fall, and I am a proud coach. One of 17 is part of the Vegan Superhero Academy. So we are on a mission to help a million vegans become the best fit, healthiest, mentally, physically, emotionally as they can in life, because we think that is the best way to spread veganism on a global basis. Uh, And we're a global team. So amongst the 17 coaches, we have coaches in Canada, Croatia, UK, Australia, New Zealand, Dubai, um, you name it, In, in the US, of course. But we truly reflect the diversity of all of the communities that we serve, and we are essentially global. Um, the I think what's unique about the Vegan Gym is we're a completely virtual community. And I, I know I was actually at an event yesterday, and I had on one of my Vegan Gym coaching jackets and the, someone stopped me to say, oh, where's your gym? Um, oh. we, <laughs> we don't have a physical gym. We are a virtual health and fitness coaching company. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we work with anyone on a health journey that is focused on how to adopt veganism and that, that journey may be you're a newbie vegan, you may have been vegan for 10 years and are looking to optimize your overall health and wellness, but we meet everyone where they are when they 
are walking in the door of the Vegan Superhero Academy and develop with them a personalized wellness plan that is movement-focused, mindset-focused, meals-focused, and yes, sleep-focused in order to help them meet their own unique health and wellness goals. That's amazing. I think it's um, interesting you said personalized. So a lot of these programs sometimes is like a one for all, and that's not necessarily uh, the best. I think that's my personal opinion. And so because everybody's going through a different stage of life or a different Mm -hmm. type of lifestyle that they're coming out of and being global, uh, a lot of cultures are different. Um, which is really interesting because I think you can also learn from all the other cultures how you can incorporate the spices and flavors and things that they're used to, the palate across all countries, which is really cool. So um, I know you have coached um, and you've worked through a lot of, with clients. You've worked with through them, through their journey. Do you see a common trend or trends? I guess there's probably more than one um, that that you could maybe pinpoint to say, hey, look, there's, you know, it seems to be a common thread across across one generation or one, you know, gender or whatever it may be. Um, that is an interesting question. So let me let me start by first talking about the your comment about personalized because i think that is so important mm-hmm. um you know as you know as we've been working together even you have evolved over time from where you were back in 2013 2014 yeah. to where you are in 2023 and so that ability to understand where are you with your health goals your nutrition goals um you know, things even as basic as just getting people moving. It's, it's not that we are helping people learn how to navigate life. And part of that life is navigating your journey to adopt plant-based nutrition. Uh, And you may be trying to understand how to incorporate it into a complex family life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, knowing that not everyone in your family may be plant-based or it could be just doing it on your own or with your partner. And the same thing with movement. Movement could be just finding ways to incorporate five minutes of activity into your day versus, you know, working with someone like you who I am trying to find ways to continue to push and grow and challenge you to put on more muscle and gain more strength and um, you know, optimize you for your goals And then finally, the same applies to mindset. And I think that for many fitness programs, I think people underestimate the importance of mindset. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that word is may seem nebulous, but adopting consistency. So how do you adopt consistent habits? What is behavior change? How do you, what is your relationship with food? Mm -hmm. Many of us do not have a healthy relationship with food for many reasons. And so lifting up the covers on that mindset piece is a core foundation to giving you the infrastructure to ensure that the movement and the meals and all of the other pillars that allow you to be healthy 
are successfully adopted. Mm-hmm. From the perspective of common themes, um, I mean, let me, I'm going to start with the one that is most important to me, um, mm-hmm. which is longevity. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I say that we're helping people prepare for life, um, we're helping people prepare for a long life. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different aspects to longevity, but I, I like to break it down into living healthy as long as you can. And that means, how are you feeling your body? How are you moving your body? How are you recovering? And it's not for, you know, optimizing your getting ready for the stage or it's, you know, those are things we do. We help people if they're trying to run races, if they're trying to participate in physique competitions, if, you know, it's a woman and we can talk about women either pre-menopause or post-menopause and navigating that menopause transition. But I always try and put the horizon out there to what do you want to be doing when you're 90 years old? Mm -hmm. And how does this translate into getting out of bed every morning, getting off the toilet, um, being able to carry your groceries, walking up the stairs, playing with Mm -hmm. your grandchildren, traveling to Italy. You know, you want to be able to do all of those things independently forever. And so we engineer both understanding, just as we try and do it perfectly planted, we want to plant the seeds for where you are now, where you want to be. And part of what I see as a common theme is helping people not just reach their weight loss goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that number on the scale is so important. Mm-hmm. But what is that long-term goal? And how do you want to be living your life 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now? Uh, let me pause. I think, yeah, no, I think that's so important, Daphne. And I, I appreciate that because I don't think people think of that. I think people are so stuck in the now mm-hmm. or the immediate, like what's in, in front of them on their um, windshield, like summer's coming. I got to get to the gym so I could look great. It's not, it's just, it's about now. We have very little patience. We don't really look to the future often. And I'm just speaking in general, right? And so that's just how people, I, I, I know myself just out of experience, it's like, how can we just go and, you know, get our immediate gratification or immediate. And oftentimes I think that's where the programs fail. Because mm-hmm. unless you're doing something that is so drastic, like a keto or a paleo, again, definitely not a plant-based, you know, pro-plant-based, but something that's just another program that people often look at for these quick, quick re- uh, responses to their body so that they can look good for the short period of time, not understanding the repercussions that it'll have on their body long-term, because essentially that what's going to happen is a short term, and then you're going to revert back. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to be worse than when you initially started before you even started. And so I think that it's a good point for people to think because we handle stresses and so differently. So um, people that are professionals, you know, oftentimes put their profession ahead of their health. And I know that 
you know, being more of a virtual person or working more out of the home has uh, helped people become more in tune with how they want to live and, you know, more time to, for them. And let's prioritize, you know, more of the movement piece. Let's prioritize, you know, eating health, healthy foods. But, um, but oftentimes that's not the case. And I see it, even if you're not uh, in a, have a career, but your, mm-hmm. your career is out of the home. I see so many women and mothers mm-hmm. that have just put everybody in front of themselves and mm-hmm. they're just tired because they don't prioritize any of them. And then there, and then there's like the whole issue of hormones, <laughs> right. That start to take a play um, specifically in middle-aged men and women. Oh, okay. Let's peel Let's back through that. Let's talk through that. Let's First, talk through that. I want to, um, you know, thank blind guy and his wife and their life for their awesome comment. Uh, so yeah, one of the, um, one of the incredible things in the, one of the reasons I am fruit spikes so, your blood sugar. I'm sorry, so Daphne. Proud, <laughs> I was reading the comment. So proud then, to be part of the ESA. Yeah. So we are an academy. And the, by being an academy, it's not that we're, we're not just teaching you, we're teaching you the principles of health. So as part of, you know, when you become part of the Vegan Superhero Academy, you unlock essentially a library of information that teaches you about plant-based nutrition, about things that spike your blood sugar and things that don't, about, and it's funny because I'm actually reading the new book by the glucose goddess. And, um, but, you know, we help people understand comments like this one to, uh, to know that fruit is healthy and fruit doesn't have to spike your blood sugar. Um, and there are lots of different, there, there are so many misunderstandings about nutrition, about glucose control, about what's healthy, what's not healthy. And part of what we do in the academy is to, just as we do at Perfectly Planted, educate and empower people so that they have the knowledge to make smart decisions. And um, that type of unhealthy info we try and counter with evidence-based information mm-hmm. um, It is part of the academy and is part of the community in, in the classes. The So... Blind and Guy, his wife, their life, keep sharing those messages. Um, people will listen. And, you know, as someone who follows your show, I know that you also, and as a fellow uh, Food for Life instructor, I know that you have the knowledge that's needed to help people understand how to make healthful decisions when they're eating at conferences or eating anywhere in the world that they may be partaking of a meal. But Vesame, you you touched on a couple of things. And the first is prioritizing yourself. Um, and I know you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a businesswoman, you run perfectly planted with me. So you probably have 400 hours worth of work in a week. But, and we all do. But the and I see that in a lot of men and women who join VSA where they have deferred addressing their own health to take care of the health of others. 
and you know not to use trite phrases that we all we all hear but you hear about put on your own oxygen mask first mm-hmm. and that that is something that's important because if you're not healthy one you can't model good health for others and two you don't have the physical or emotional energy to take care of your own health and so you know taking carving out that time and scheduling time for yourself to move to eat to meditate to meal prep you will be so much better equipped to give back to others if you make that priority and if be, you become as healthy as you are and i think you also will start to model for others that vibrancy and that health that we all think is so important and it's definitely something i see in moms wives caregivers and it it it's a hard change to make because you it's easy to feel selfish that you know i'm taking time to take care of me when i should be taking care of others as opposed to thinking of it that the time you take for you you can pay it forward mm-hmm. to take better care of others Daphne, just one comment on that before we get to the other points is that um, I remember when I first, you know, contacted you with Wingman Wellness for coaching me because I felt like I needed more physical act and more movement, more of the movement. Um, certainly uh, nutrition, you know, fine-tuning nutrition, but I wanted to get stronger and I wanted to build endurance and I wanted to be able to play tag without feeling winded or hide and seek and things like that. And um, until I prioritized myself, you know, that's when I did, that's when I saw a difference. And now the, my movement hour of the day is non-negotiable. It is. And I know you were on live earlier today about how it's a habit. Now it's a habit. I brush my teeth. I also work out. It is a habit. I can't, I won't miss it. Now I do have my rest days, but that is an intentional rest day to give mm-hmm. my body a little bit of recovery, but that it's just part of, that's another habit, right? You have to have those types of habits. Um, and it's so important. It's so important to incorporate it. And when people tell me that they don't have time, well, they don't, they didn't make time. There's something else that's filling your time during that. And whether or not you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, why don't you hop on a bike and watch your Netflix, something like that. You know, there's always alternatives and a way to to make adjustments to that. But until you prioritize yourself, it's not going to happen. Amen. And that's partly why I started posting my consistency post on my blog. So it would be very easy for me not to feel like I have time to. Um, And, you know, just watching your journey and watching how it became sticky and now it's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So that's something else that I know we've talked about an earlier podcast about how do you set boundaries? How do you set the non-negotiables? Because if you don't set the boundaries, you have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you know, waking up, brushing your teeth, and going to the gym, mm-hmm. that needs to be just, you know, it doesn't have to be what you do every morning, but you have to find a way to habit stack and to make, whether it's exercise, whether it's meal prepping, whether whether it's finding time to journal or meditate or whatever is a priority to you. If you don't prioritize it, it won't become sticky 
and it won't become part of what you do every day. And, you know, something I was talking about, you know, planning to talk about in an upcoming wingman walk is it be, it needs to become part of your identity. So what I see you now, you are, this is part of who you are and that will never change. And I, I think it's, you know, and I'm, I'm focusing on women in part because I'm passionate for women's health, but I think women need to become strong in a way that, you know, that strength that you get in the gym, that you get by seeing yourself become stronger, it breeds confidence. It breeds so many other things that trickle over into other parts of your life that you never would have anticipated if you hadn't gone through your journey of, you know, not just getting a rocking body, but really becoming strong. Mm -hmm. Lift heavy. Lift Lift heavy. Yeah. Yep. I know that's my new motto. I'm like, lift heavy. And I'm like pumping it up. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Can we go back for a second? Because you've mentioned meal prep a couple times. Uh, talk to me about your meal prep because inquiring minds want to know what Daphne's meal prep is. Is it a certain specific day, afternoon? How do you get it done? Because I I think that's an area that I still need to improve in. Um, and we'll continue to work at, but you know, a lot, oftentimes it's, uh, what are we eating? Like 30 minutes before we're ready to eat. And then we make enough for leftovers, but then they're out. Then it's, you know, the next day it's like, okay, 30, 30 minutes. What are we going to eat? You know? And oftentimes it's like roasted vegetables <laughs> on top of either greens or yeah. quinoa or whatever. I mean, it's just really quick and easy, but I guess for your meal preps, what, how do you, uh, we want to know what you do. Okay. I'm happy to share. And and things that you share with your um your your vegan superhero academy. Will do. And I want to thank Blind Guy his wife and their life for um yes, if you don't follow their podcast, I would and their YouTube channel, I would definitely encourage you to do so because it's awesome. Um Me too. but I can't Motion is lotion. Motion, motion is lotion. Is lotion. <laughs> if you don't use it, you will lose it. And the, you know, all of the things we do in the gym translate into what we do in life. Mm-hmm. So don't think of, and, you know, Vesame, I know you're getting ready to travel for your sabbatical, but, you know, just think about when you're putting your suitcase overhead, you're doing an overhead shoulder press. Mm-hmm. When you are carrying, when you're running through the airport with your suitcase, you're doing a farmer's carry. Um, <clears throat> when you're, out in you know the the villages of Italy, and you have to squat to pee. You're you're doing <laughs> <There's some laughs> all squat, of those squat lunges are going to pay off. <laughs> so everything we do in the gym can translate into real life. And if you think about it that way, it's not just I'm moving this this piece of weight. I'm doing this for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to put your suitcase in the overhead bin, or you want to be able to hike in the wilderness and squat down to, um, you know, do your body business whenever you need to, or even just squatting to get on the toilet. Um, it's movement is medicine. And thanks for reminding us that the motion is important, but I am very simple when it comes to my meal prep. And I, we encourage 
everyone in the Vegan Superhero Academy. First of all, I think a lot of people get fearful that being vegan is complicated. It, we all eat plants. You are even if you are um, an omnivore, you already eat plants. So it's not complicated. It really is a matter of making decisions to prepare things that you know. Just as you were talking about, you can make combinations of very quickly. So I, my core meals are going to be a protein, a grain, a carb, and something that has healthy fats. And I prep most of that on a Saturday or a Sunday and put it in the fridge. And then during the week, I can just pull it out. Uh, so I was actually writing, preparing my blog post from last night to post about my meal prep from yesterday. And I prepped three pounds of tofu. I think I may have eaten a pound as I was cooking. Ah. Um, so I prepped my tofu. I chopped veggies while I was watching some podcast. Uh, you know, putting my garbanzos into soak. It it it's become it's very simple for me because it's become very consistent. But it's going to be getting my veggies ready, getting my protein ready. The protein could be tofu. It could be tempeh. It could be beans. It could be any of the above. But I plan my meals for the week. And then I put all of the things together in containers in the fridge. And then after my workout in the morning, I th throw everything together on the counter so that between meetings, I just have to run and grab whatever I'm going to eat for the day. We're going to need to get some recipes. And I know uh, we're about out of time now, Daphne. So um, let's hold that thought for maybe the second half of this conversation because it's so good. And we haven't really cracked the surface on what more. I really want to start talking about um, how through the Vegan Superhero Academy, how you enforce home integration. I know that's important. Um, and there's another, a, a number of other topics, but, um, but I know we are out of time for this particular one. So um, thank you for all the information so far. We will continue uh, the second part of our conversation um, next time. But I, I, there's so much more. And I think that we also wanted to talk about um, a potential race for us. So oh. everybody could stay tuned for our next episode. Vesame, uh, thank you. I want to thank everyone listening today, too. Um, I, I feel like there's so many things I want to share. And hopefully we can bring some of them together in part two of this conversation. And I would... Um, love looking forward. It, we will definitely share the website for VSA uh, when, as when we post the video and the post for this. Thanks for asking. And we look forward to having everyone follow up on part two of this conversation. Take care. <laughs>